Yo, my name is Richie Marufo of the Barbed Wire Open Mic Series, a.k.a. Beanwams, and you're listening to the El Paso Creatives Podcast Show. Thanks for tuning in. And if you haven't already, make sure you're following El Paso Creatives on Instagram, YouTube, and other social media. Without further ado, here's the show. Hey, what's up, guys? Isaac Hernandez here from the El Paso Creators Podcast Show. We're here at another episode at the Amano Gallery. Thank you guys so much for hosting us. If you guys are an artist, a creative, anything like that, uh, make sure to come check them out. They might have spaces available still, but if they don't, um, you know, along the lines they will, but they also host amazing events. Come check them out. Uh, another big shout out to our sponsor, Socialize. I know you're a big Mangonialo fan, Jamie. So, you know, love we're going to do a little I'm taste ready. test towards the end. I'm excited. I love it. So, big shout out to Socialize. If you guys haven't tried them out, go ahead and, you know, look them up. We are going to link them down around the video, the episode, the description. So, make sure you guys go check them out. Um, Jamie, it's amazing to have you here. It's really yeah, a pleasure. And so thank you. I just want you to just go ahead and start us off with just introducing yourself, who you are, what you do. Things Perfect. Like that. So I'm, I'm Jaime, Jimmy Aranda. I do a few things. I'm the singer-songwriter for The Dead Electrics. I also have a branding and digital marketing agency called Positive Design Company. And I have a recording studio, like not too far from here in downtown. We're called Studio 411. And we record anything from podcasts, um, like recording artists, uh, we work with publications. We've worked with Texas Monthly, The Atlantic. So we kind of do a lot of things. So, uh, a big diverse, like just clientele, <laughs> like a big, like legendary clientele. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I like staying busy. Um, you know, I've, I, my, my band just released a new song called New Rituals. We're called The Dead Electrics. And yeah, that, that's a little about me. I also have a Facebook group. It's called Support Local El Paso. And I started it when the pandemic literally hit the city like oh two my weeks. God. We yeah. had to sit down for two weeks. Um, so I started that. I've grown it. To right now, I think it's like 14,000 people. Yeah. So it's been helping small businesses just kind of keep moving during all these kind of crazy times, you know? So I guess I guess the first question that I got out of that was, how do you stay so like organized and like time management, like doing all those stuff? Oh, yeah. Everything, you know? <laughs> like how do you manage them all? Oh man, um, I mean, we like at the studio, we have a team for the band and Positive Design, you know, built a team, small team, but we're a, a lot of time management, uh, delegation, also, a uh, big shout out to Danny. She, she's my assistant. She helps me so, so much. And just really finding what, what is important, um, like those have to have to be yeah. done things and getting those done and whatever someone else can do. If they, you know, doesn't have to be like a super technical skill, right. um, just training people up and having them kind of take over on some things, you know, help, help build people up as well. And uh, that's really helped me grow pretty much all the things I do. And just go, just a little bit of backstory on you. Um, is this something that you always saw that you wanted to do? Like become like a music producer and business and like a, a musician in a band? Yeah, you know what, like music, I've, I've loved music since I was like little. Uh, the first the first time I saw La Bamba, like I feel so bad for my mom. Yeah, <laughs> I feel so bad for my mom. Like she, I would bug her like, yeah. play it, play it. And she actually taught me how to use the VCR. So okay. I could just like <laughs> the do VCR. it on my own. Yeah, yeah. Kinda yeah. Did, yeah, she was like, this button does this, this button does this. Like, you gotta, you gotta do it on yourself. I, I wanna sleep. She got too tired of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cause you know, I, I could be persistent. So I was bugging her and bugging her. But since I saw that, I was like, wow, man. You know, and then, um, you know, he's, I mean, obviously Lou Diamond Phillips, he's, he's Filipino, but at least someone like Brown on the screen, you're just like, oh, cool. Like, that's like, I can relate to this guy, you know? And since then, I've always wanted to play music. I picked up a guitar at 14. Um, and I've always liked drawing letters. So that's kind of what got me into design. It was kind of weird because I yeah. draw like 
letters. Like calligraphy and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I was little, you know, I draw, I would draw letters and stuff, and um, I would always really listen to music and just kind of see what everything that was going on in the background. Like you know, there's different layers, and I don't know what it was, but it's like production. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so I I kind of fell into that world um, just through like playing guitar and songwriting and stuff. But it's I still feel like I'm on my journey. Yeah. Um, and but I feel like it's stuff I've always kind of liked and just really kept pushing through to like try to make it a career, you know? And, and how did you how did you meet your, your partner for Dead Electric? How did you start Dead Electric? So the, the Dead Electrics, I started it in like, I guess like officially in, I want to say like 2016, that's when I started the social accounts, gotcha. but I didn't really do anything for it till like two years later. And like, I primarily write the songs. Um, I'll. I do like the, I'll, I'll program drums, I'll play the bass, the guitars and stuff. Kind of a, a nod to um, to Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails, you know, he, and Prince, ones that like try to pretty much write everything. And yeah. You're just in that learning process of like trying to figure out how everything Yeah, goes. yeah, so, because um, I had been in two bands before that. Well, I've been in like a ton of bands, but okay. those were the bands I sang for. And one was called BB Gun Johnny, and I went under the stage name, uh, Electric Slim. And then the next one, it was called uh, Jimmy Electric. So, so it's always been electric. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, cool. yeah, it's always been electric. And so for this project, it was kind of the death of those two projects. Like, okay, like this is the past onto the next one. So it's like the dead electrics, but you know, the, the dead never really stay dead. So, you know, brought it up and uh, we just released that song. We have an EP and just working on a bunch of new songs. So I, I started that one like 2016, like, Officially, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Up until like now. So like, how has been your whole, I guess, your whole process of like, you know, I guess like the struggles, the things you went through as becoming a music artist, things you've learned. Yeah. Oh man, it's been, it's been some really, like, it's been a lot of ups and downs for sure. Yeah. Like, I've been in bands since I was 17. Like, even just trying to start a band in high school, I um, I would ask my friends and like nobody had drums. So I was like, I don't, I don't know how to get a drum. What's crazy? I seen like this like I think it's a film that I saw. Um, I think they film in Africa. They literally get like the big trash landfills and all that, and they get stuff and they make drums, guitars out of them, and it's crazy. You know, it sounds just, so good. I saw this guy like literally, and I was scrolling on I think it was Instagram or Facebook, yeah. and he um, he had like a real snare, but everything else was just metal. And he was such a solid drummer. So, so. The, the reason I refer to that is because like how important do you think it is for because a lot of people they always say that I want like you know the the biggest and nicest piano and things like that like how do you see it like not having to start off with the most expensive stuff in yeah. the beginning but then like you know use with what you can like how did you start so i started with a a classical guitar so i started <laughs> i started classical guitar and then i got an electric that was given to me and i i, I still actually play those guitars yeah. i i'm not like i don't have like a huge gear selection like i stick to the few guitars i have and one thing we say at the studio is it's not the gear, it's the ear. Yeah. You know, you don't need like all this fancy stuff to make a song sound solid. You need like a solid song first. And I feel the same way with like being a music artist. You don't need all this crazy stuff. Uh, just be really resourceful and just focus on your craft. You know, you don't have to have like super fancy guitars and stuff. Like I got lucky that, that someone, my, my stepdad, he gave me a, a Les Paul that he had yeah. So, but before that, it was like a, a Kramer guitar, and then I had like a, some beater, like BC Rich guitar, because like I've, I've loved metal forever. So yeah. <laughs> it was like, it was that guitar. And you know, like I, I got lucky that he was able to 
he gave me those. But you know, I still worked for him. Yeah. Like I was a teenager, and if I was annoying or not doing something, you know, he'd take it away. So, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, just focus on your craft and build from there. Like I, I would book tours, and I would do it like at summer school. Uh, in college and I'd just be there like trying to book something yeah yeah like trying to book tours out of town even just shows and and how how do you get started with that like I guess I'm like for me since I'm not a musician or anything like if I let's say I want to enter like the music industry um how would you go about like even getting yourself started like as a brand and then getting yourself booked and all that so uh, what I would suggest is kind of figure out what you want to do and then it's it's all about networking and knowing people it's not like you have to know the right person but everybody knows everybody like especially you know locally everyone knows everybody and if you like start on, on a bad foot with someone and then you know it just kind of keep passes yeah. passing on and people are like oh either that band always cancels or that artist or they're like oh they like screw me over or something you know yeah. so just always be good to your word and just show up and um just, just think about the long term because, you know, I've been playing a band since I was 17 and we only started touring when I was in my early 20s. So, you know, it, it took a little bit and it took a few bands that like a few iterations of different bands. I tried this, tried that, but just get out there and just play because you like playing, you know, either singing, uh, even if it's rapping, it's the same mm-hmm. thing. Like, just and, and how did you learn like from, from doing that? And then now you have a studio 411 and all that. Like, how are you kind of combining both of them to, to really tell like your, your whole mission and vision on why you're doing it? Yeah, so with, with Studio 4, 411 and you know, 411, same thing. 411. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always say it either way, it's like the same thing. But we, we're really trying to help artists that are new. We, we have a lot of artists that are just starting out and you know, show them the, the right way to go about their career. Cause there's a certain way that like being in the studio is always like marketed and it's like, yeah, we're working in the studio. Yeah. But when you go to the studio, that's where you like put down your refined product. So you should have like a solid demo and show it to, you know, the engineer or producer and be like, like, this is what I'm doing. So that way they have a good idea of like, okay, we can, there might be something I can tweak to make this sound like a million bucks. And a big thing is music's literally only like 20% of it. Like, yeah. yeah, like so much more is like- and The rest of it is like branding and all that. Huh? Yeah, yeah, like branding, marketing, and just getting out there. And like, I used to be really, really, really shy when I was little. Oh my God, yeah, me so, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's crazy. It's like, I'm sure you, you dealt with the same thing. You're like, if you're like the quiet kid, and yeah, like, absolutely. your teachers are like, why doesn't this kid talk? Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. and then when you don't talk, they're like, and then when you do talk, they're like, man, this kid talks too much. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know what to do, but, yeah. um, so the reason I also asked that, too, is because so there's people who are barely starting out. They really don't know how to get into the music industry and things like that. So also, as far as putting out your music, how important do you think that it's, people should just put out their music as much as they can or really focus on perfecting one song and, you know, putting it out slowly? You know, that's a good question. I, I would say focus on whatever you're best at. If you can write a lot of songs quickly and you can release them consistently, do it. But if you're a little bit more of a like super hardcore perfectionist, then, you know, really get that song so it sounds really good. I mean, I mean, either way, you need to have a solid song and then push it out and then do all the marketing. But I would suggest having a batch of songs and then, you know, they're finished, they're complete, and then you start releasing them. So you have a nice release strategy because a lot of times we see like a client and they're, they'll 
they'll release a song and they'll post once and then like a month it's later. It's not consistent. Yeah. yeah and, and you just have to like, always mention big brands like Coca-Cola and Starbucks. Yeah. And you have to think the way they think, you know, they're everywhere, like they're everywhere. And, you know, you got to post on like your stories and um, like everywhere, like where, wherever you're, you don't have to be on all social platforms, but wherever your, your demographic is, then like be there, you know, and that, that's a big thing that a lot of people don't think about is like, oh, I got to think about like, okay, where's my clientele at? And, you know, am I more of a Twitter kind of person or like Instagram or like TikTok? And, you know, you got to try stuff. And I think the biggest thing is don't be afraid to like try it and fail. Because yeah. sometimes it, it might just teach you something and that'll help you like in your journey and you can use the skill you learn. Exactly. Yeah. And so also the, the whole branding part, I want to touch that too. Yeah. Um, how important do you think it also is to build a, like a team around your brand? Or do you think that it should just be like about you and you're the one managing it? Or how important do you think it is to have like a team behind a brand? I, I think it depends on the like if it's a band how the band functions and if it's an artist then you know they just I always tell people see if your friends can help you out and then build from there because if you try jumping into having a team then you don't know how to manage the team at first and you don't even know what they're supposed to be doing you know yeah, exactly <laughs> so if at first it's kind of like you're wearing a ton of hats you're like okay i'm doing marketing even if you have a small budget for logo you get someone on fiverr or yeah. if you're a good artist and you can draw you can draw a logo to start out with just kind of just get moving so the key is like opportunity like making sure you find some type of opportunity to yeah yeah for. find those opportunities and you know talk to people because a lot of the shows in my older bands we the only shows i actually really like push to book were out of town yeah. and we got really lucky in town because people would be like hey like you guys want to jump on a show or someone would say hey we had a band drop you guys want to jump on and i'll be like yeah let me ask the dudes and you know we'd go from there um and right now with like the dead electrics we're we're finishing up songs as we're releasing them so uh we have a, a nice batch completed so we probably won't play till like next year uh the beginning of the year so we're you know, we're doing more of a online push. And then that way, because uh, I know some people still don't feel as comfortable going out, but that way, you know, we have some kind of following and have things moving. And I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of lucky because I, I have all those skills already, but I've, yeah. I've built up those skills. And so I can do them and I can ask people like, hey, help me out with this, help me out with that. Um, but I would say just start and, you know, if you can create a brand for yourself and, Think about like your image. Look, look at big artists. They all have kind of an image they maintain, yeah. you know, aside from who they like, I guess, actually, actually are. are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, because that's more their image and their, their vibe. So you try to find where you can fit in and like, okay, like if I want to be this this kind of person, then, you know, just like put that, that yeah. thing on and do it. <laughs> and, then, and then also, so I want to go talk a little bit more about Dead Electric as well. So what... Cause I know there's a lot of bands out there who are probably probably going through some safe stuff as far as like struggles and like mistakes and all that. What type of like struggles did you guys like come oh, towards? Oh man, so and like how'd you overcome them too? Yeah. yeah, so in in another band I used to be in, we everything that could go wrong totally went wrong. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> like literally everything. Yeah. We um we had booked we had booked a show and like this was this was years back, but Kelly Q had done a show at Cohen Stadium and they had um, like some of these older bands, like Theory of a Dead Man and just a, a, like some bigger bands. And I was like, hey, I got us a show. And our guitarist is like, I work. I was like, what do you mean you work? He's like, 
I work that Saturday. I was like, you never work Saturday. He's like, yeah. And like, I don't have any more sick days. It's like, oh my God, dude. So we did the show without one guitarist and I just like filled in the parts as I could. And I ended up meeting one of my really good friends from that show. And he was, he's like, dude, you guys were amazing. And I was like, bro, we're missing a guitarist. He's like, no, dude, you guys are solid. So we, um, I met him through there. And even since then he's helped us out. So, um, we had, we did that show and then we did another one and then we booked a tour, our first tour and we lost the drummer. Oh my God. Like literally right before. So I was like, okay. So I was literally messaging everybody I knew, like everybody. And I was like, Hey bro, do you know any drummers? Do you know any drummers? Do you know any drummers? And we went through like three drummers in a week and then found, actually we didn't find, we didn't even find a drummer for that tour. So we, our old bassist, he had moved to LA. So I was like, hey bro, I need a drummer. Cause it was our, our first tour and we were playing at the Viper Room in LA. So it was like. That's just a whole crazy roller coaster right there. Yeah, and I was like, dude, I have the show book, but I don't have a drummer. And I was like, I know you can like kind of play drums and he's. Just hop on. <laughs> yeah, I was like, can you do it? And I'll, I'll pay for the rehearsal space and like everything. So he's like, yeah, let's do it. So I sent him the songs and we drove over there we, we played in Phoenix. We did kind of an acoustic show. Uh, didn't go well. No. <laughs> it was like nobody was there. Uh, and then we went, we got to LA and we got there at, no, this, that was the second time around. So we got there, we rehearsed and then we did the show. It was good. And I was like, all right. But like two of my friends showed up. Other than that, we're the very first opening band. It was dead. And the, it was like nobody there, like maybe two, two friends and like one of my, my now best friend. And he was there and we're, we just had each other for design class. And he's like, yeah, man, like I'll be there with my family. I'll go check you guys out. And so he checked us out. We came back, I came back and the two guys that were in the band, they quit. And I was like, oh man. And we just have, went after the other, after the other. Yeah. So those two All dudes, at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Like those two dudes left and we had done a, an interview with the El Paso times and they were like, you know, I thought we were going to do this intro. And I was like, yeah, dude, like I did it. I don't know what's going on. And then, so like two months later in, in December, it came out and it was only my picture. Cause like everybody else everybody left. Dropped. Yeah. And I, one of my, my friends, I was like, Hey bro, like I need a guitarist. And then I found a bassist and then I found another drummer and we played some shows and then we, um, no, you know what? We, I tell you, it's been crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we, we did. We did some in-store Hot Topic shows for South by Southwest, and it was just me and my new guitarist, and he's one of my really good friends now. And we did them acoustic, uh, so we did that. We came back, we got a bassist, got a drummer, and I booked some more shows. We're gonna go back to LA and play the Viper Room again, and our drummer dropped. So I was like, oh man. So I asked my friend again, I was like, hey bro, you're still in LA, right? And he's like, yeah. And so I was like, you, you know the drill like you want to yeah. can you can you drum and he's like yeah let's do it so we drove over there we stopped in phoenix and uh, me and me and uh my friend he's he's on a full on guitar uh, jj caballero we we did like the, the hip-hop version of like i mean the rock and roll version of like the backpack culture yeah i had a bag ah, i had yeah. i had okay. like buttons cds t whatever ah, i could squeeze in there yeah. and we'd walk around the mall and just like find all the rocker kids and be like, hey, like you got a second, like we're a band on tour. Do you want to like check out our song? And they're like, yeah, let's just check it out. So, you know, we'd show them our song and we're like, hey, do you dig it? They're like, yeah, it's cool. Like, you wanna buy a button? Like you wanna buy a shirt? And 
So, you know, we would just get some tour money and uh, we'd head out. But that day, like, we're doing really well. We ended up, somehow we ended up on, like, the, the Mexican side of town. Damn. Yeah. And we're doing really well. And That's we stayed there journey. late. Wow. And so I, I text my, my friend, the one in L.A., and I was like, hey, bro, like, we're still here. And we're going to we're still got to drive over. Are you going to be awake? And he's like, I don't know, man. Just call me when you get here. So we drove to L.A. We got there at, like, 2 in the morning. And we ended up sleeping in the car because, like, he was asleep. Yeah. And we had a radio interview at, I think, like, 7. So we got there. We did a, we, we did a little toothbrush outside. <laughs> and we got to the radio place. And they had double booked their artists. So it was us and another band. So instead of two songs, they're like, hey, you guys are going to play one. And then they'll play one. So we're like, all right, that's cool, whatever. And well, at least you didn't just go for, like, nothing where they could have yeah. just canceled you, you know? Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I was grateful for it. I was like, all right, this is cool, man. Like, you know, whatever. I'll take it. Yeah. And so we got there, we did the acoustic performance, and then we went to just kind of walk around, went to go eat, and just kind of hung out for a little bit, tried to make some more money. And we rehearsed, and then went to my friend's house, finally slept. I was running on like those monster coffee drinks. Yeah. <laughs> I was so tired, man. You just went through a lot that whole time. Yeah, it was so crazy. And then, you know, I finally slept. We, we like slept on the floor. It was like yeah. super rock and roll, just sleeping on the floor. And then, um, yeah, we played the next day. It was a really great show. It was super cool. Made some friends and then came back. And then that band just like, we, yeah. I, I was like, I got to finish up school, man. Like, this is kind of too crazy right now. I'm just going to like stop it right here, you know? And, and I think like, I guess the biggest question I have to that is, did you ever hit any points where you had to like really sacrifice something and then also moments where you wanted to give up, but you didn't and it ended up being something good that happened out of that? You know that those, those whole tours, all of them, like losing a drummer. And there were times where I was like, I, I even texted my buddy who was the first person to record us, my, my buddy Norman. And I was like, I literally just lost a drummer like right before our tour, dude. Like we leave at the end of the month and he's like, just, just try it. He's like, if just you can get a going. drum, yeah. He's like, yeah. if you can get a drum machine, get a drum machine. If you can find someone, like ask your friends. And I was like, you, you have a network. He's like, yeah, man. But they're like, I don't know how much they're going to charge you, you know? And he's like, I don't know if that's like in your budget right now. Cause you guys are just starting out. And I was like, okay. So I bugged everyone and I, I just sat there talking and calling everybody like, hey, you know, any drummers? Like, and I would go to like band's pages and like yeah. find their drummer just and like stock them. Yeah. yeah, I'd stock them and be like, hey man, like I see you guys aren't playing like that many shows. Do you want to like play drums for us for a little bit? And most, some responded and they're like, nah, man, like it's cause we're all too busy. And I was like, oh, it's all good. Like I get it. And there were times where I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna even do this. Like I should cancel. And we even had to cancel a tour. We were going to go back to, we are going to go to like the Bay Area. And I don't even remember what happened. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but I, I literally just found bands to fill in the space, like for those venues. Yeah. I was like, hey, dude, like I really hate to cancel, um, but I can find you bands. And they're like, yeah, that's cool. So I just looked up a bunch of bands and like literally booked a show and got like nothing out of it. But that's crazy. <laughs> it was it was good. It was yeah. it really taught me a lot. You know, you just have to really keep pushing because sometimes those bumps are crazy. It's They're crazy. so you crazy. Just kept going. Yeah, and so yeah. what's something that you saw that really kind of came out of that that actually like really benefited you for the good that you you're glad that you went through all that. You know, I think just really 
just getting resourceful and like, okay, how can I fix this? And how can I still make it happen where there isn't a, this isn't gonna happen. Like this has to happen. And getting that mentality of like, okay, well, this is gonna happen no matter what. And it's gonna either happen this way or this way. And, you know, we, we, we did it and um, it taught me a lot and it's really put some nice like notches in my belt to be able to be like, okay, cool. Like I did that and I can do it again. Or, you know, I know what to look out for because sometimes things just happen, you know, and um, just cramming in a car and all everybody going over there. Yeah, it's just a whole ride. It's a whole journey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and really just being able to sell and like how to to book, to properly book a tour and make sure you have like some, some media like placements and stuff. Before, and is, is it just you, know? you and your, and your partner or is it like a whole team that you have around the band? So for the band, it's, it's mainly me right now. And then, uh, my, my assistant, Danny, she helps me with positive design with the studio and also with, uh, the band, but at the studio, it's myself, my business partner, Chris Balin, and we have an engineer. Um, JJ Caballero, he's the one who actually played for me. So, you know, like all, building up with those relationships, like I trust them all so much. And we also have two interns at the studio that they're helping us, but we're also helping them like learn the ropes and learn how to like be producers and work with clients like in the studio and really train them up, you know? Yeah. So uh, it's, everything's got its own little pieces, but for the most part on the band, I do a lot of it. I uh, I do like our like right now we're not booking but we've had people ask like hey can can you uh, play a show or you want to play a show here and um, it's I'm kind of like pushing that off for right now but like all the the airplay uh, they played us in the UK I've I've done that just like reaching out to people and it's all just using social it's just a bunch of just trying to go out there and network an opportunity and trying to get something to book yeah exactly yeah. and you know it's it's all about making time and adjusting time so like instead of like binging a show for a few hours i'm like okay let me just like like do something to, productive or something. yeah well and you know sometimes it's like I, I do work a lot but it's like what else am i gonna do you know like, yeah. <laughs> i'm trying to to reach my my dreams and goals and stuff so you know you got to find that balance though because you know you got to have a life too you know yeah i got you i got you and so now i want to jump into the the studio 411 um you guys started that january 2019 right yeah so we started it in january 2019 and like right before we were i, I had met my business partner chris balin through like i think just online just a mutual friends and then we um we just kind of would have coffee and just hang out and I had asked him, I was like, hey, I need to do some like recording. And he's like, yeah, for sure. And I had done a logo for him. Yeah. So we, he's like, hey, like, um, I actually like want to like grow this because he, he was recording at the spot we're at, but it was just his clients. And he's like, I want to like, like kind of change it up and make it like more of a studio, not just my clients. He's like, you want to team up? And I was like, yeah, let's, let, let's do it. So we partnered up and we, we started just like in one room and just built and built. And then at the beginning of 2020, we had expanded. So we added a live room and then a podcast room. And then, you know, everybody knows that what happens like early 2020. So, 2020. so how did you yeah. get through that? How did you get through the pandemic and everything? Like starting a new fresh business and then boom, you know, how did you, what did you do with it? You know, it was really crazy, man. Like we were, the first thing that we did was make sure we were okay. 
and like our, our engineers, like making sure we were good, like health wise and clients as well. You know, so we, we closed twice that, that first two weeks. And then at the end of the year, when numbers were like really high, we, we just decided to just close because we're like, you know, we, we don't, I don't want Chris getting sick or like JJ getting sick. And, you know, I, I don't do a lot of engineering, so I'm not necessarily there all the time. I'm doing like a lot of our social and stuff, but you know, we we're like, oh man, let's just kind of close for right now and um, kind of go from there. But we got lucky because we had a good digital presence. So we had clients from like across the world that would actually send us their music. And as soon as like I heard about grants, I sat there and like I stayed up just putting our numbers together, like, you know, doing all all the stuff nobody likes to do. And like, yeah, I don't like people yeah, working. I, I totally don't like doing it. But like somebody I, has to do it. <laughs> yeah. Someone has to do it. And I'm real like thorough and like, you know, just yeah. I'm a designer. So I looked at all the little details all crazy. And um, so, I'll, you know, I showed it to Chris. I was like, hey, man, I got this stuff like, it's, you know, is there anything I'm missing? And we just went back and forth, make sure everything was solid. And so that helped us. And just being able to have that, that digital presence and keep that, excuse me, kept things like moving along. Cause it, it was really crazy. Like, you know, I, I got really concerned cause I had the studio and positive design. And I was like, if I had clients dropping on positive design, I we're going to do some stuff with a hotel in town. Like we, we do a lot of uh, design for events yeah. and they're they were literally ready to go and they just yeah they're like you know right now we're not doing any more checks like we're stopping everything so because their service is stopped so they no yeah. longer need your service so it's yeah yeah and i was like oh man okay and i had another client drop i had some pending contracts and everyone was just kind of waiting and how like mentally how did you just deal with that you know you know i i tried not to i tried not to think about it but all i did was think about it <laughs> and it kind of went back to like that band thing of like, okay, well, I need to, you know, still have these things moving. Right. So how am I going to do that? Like, how am I going to make this stuff happen? And, you know, you, you just kind of get creative and like, okay, well, I can do this or I can reach out to clients this way. Let's try like contacting people through here because we don't have, we can't go like give out flyers. Sometimes we still do that. We go post flyers around town. Um, we try to market it any which way. Just any way you can, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, even with uh, positive design, I reached out to, I think, almost all of my clients. And I was like, Is there, if there's anything you need, like, let me know. Um, I can help you out. And, you know, are you guys open? Are you guys closed? Like, because I genuinely cared. You know, I was like, man, I know some people might go out of business. Some people might not. So I reached out to, I think, majority of them, except the ones that were like doing okay and they're i was like they'll, they'll be good you know yeah. like they're fine <laughs> um but i reached out to everybody like hey are, are you doing okay like are you guys closing or um you know how's business and just kind of have that conversation see if they need anything and i you know i got some work out of it like yeah. sometimes just little stuff but it really helped keep things keep moving yeah. yeah keep yeah. things moving and just trying to find yeah. anything i could and so now i want to throw in those, those featured questions from like our people our sponsors and all that yeah. um being that you kind of chose El Paso, how do you see yourself like growing in El Paso locally? Yeah, so it's, it's funny because like I, everything I've done has just been here in El Paso, you know, and it's, it's the people here that have really helped grow, helped me grow. And that's why we went to the studio. We're trying to help artists here, you know, grow and learn, learn how to do things and not, not, 
I know it's a little bit harder with social. Sometimes you see things and like people have like all these followers, but as someone who does digital marketing and social media, you know, I tell people don't, don't focus on just cause this person's got 10 K followers it's more about the impact. Yeah, yeah. Like you can have a thousand or even 400. And if those 400 people are like huge fans and they'll buy like $10 shirts, 10, you know, like a $5 sticker, whatever it is, but the person with 10 K doesn't have that kind of strength and like connection then it doesn't really matter, you know, like they're you just- want to have a, a real legit kind of following, a real yeah, community behind you. Yeah, like legit following and legit fans. Like, you know, when, with my other bands, I, I would literally sit there and text people like before our shows, I would just sit there texting people at night, like, hey, we have a show coming up. Um, hi, you know, whatever their name is. We have a show this date, um, hope you can make it. And just sit there and text people and text people and text people. <laughs> and, you know, uh, th this was before I could copy paste on my phone, yeah. you know, so <laughs> it was a little harder. I'd sit there and like hit all the buttons and stuff. And now, you know, I, I'm using those same skills. I text people, I send audio messages and I'm doing the same thing, but you know, I can send them audio, I can send them a video message and it's like, oh, cool. Like, oh shit. Like, you know, like, oh, I don't know if I can say that. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Like I can just talk to them and have conversations like before, you know, and it's not just like in person, I can literally like video chat with them yeah. and, you know, message them and be like, Hey, what's up, man? Like, how's, how's this? And I can see what's going on in their life and just have conversations about it. And, you know, it's about that relationship because with those shows and those bands, you know, we would see a lot of the same people and that's what you want. You know, you want those fans and you want to build because then it's just like in other businesses, you know, that word of mouth, they're like, Hey, I went to the show. Exactly. Testimonials are a big thing too. I know you have those on your website that really makes a big impact. Yeah, it really does. You know, and when it's from that person and that person's always like in the studio or, you know, if I've had a client, we designed his, his logo for his company and I designed another one for another company for another company. And it's that, you know, building those, those relationships, that's what it's all about. And, uh, my, my good friend, Norman, you know, he's, he's helped me out so much. He's the one who helped get us those shows in LA. And he's like, bro, talk to this person, talk to this person. And, you know, once you start like burning bridges, it's like, it, you don't have that same connection anymore. And it's like, you know, like I've, I've seen artists do stuff and where they burn bridges and you're like, man, like they're just reaching for other stuff, yeah. you know? <laughs> and then so. that's another thing is like, I always just tell people, I'm like, just focus on one or two things that you can really focus on. Don't get like all these other things and overwhelm yeah. yourself. Um, but the second question I'm gonna add to that is the other one that Socialize has is, how are you using your platforms to really help the city grow? Yeah, so, you know, when um, I talked about a little, a little bit earlier, so, with once a pandemic hit and we had to shut down at the studio and we're in downtown so there's a lot of small shops around us and one of my clients he's downtown as well well now he moved but he told me he's like dude like i have to cancel this contract because like i don't even know if i'm gonna be open in a few months yeah. like his clientele is downtown and you know thinking about all the shops with their doors closed they don't have that foot traffic people had to like you know this is the beginning so if it was kind of super brand new. Nobody knew anything. So I started this Facebook group, Support Local El Paso. And when I, I teach seminars with the Small Business Development Center through Positive Design, and I would ask business owners, you know, who has a Facebook? And all of them would raise their hands. I'm like, do you have a business Facebook page? And like half would. So, you know, to me right away, I was like, you know, they all know how to use Facebook. 
they know about Facebook groups. So I was like, let's start a group that doesn't have all the spam. Like it limits the posts to like one a day. So it's not just like junk. And I put a lot of resources in there when we, you know, they were like, oh, you guys got to start wearing masks. I was like, okay, who's, who's selling masks like locally, who has hand sanitizer, who has like everything else (laughs) disinfectant. Cause I couldn't find them like for the studio. So we're really like, we had some there, but you know, we're like, okay, we can clean this. We can clean, we have bleach and stuff. But like, as things were, you know, getting really crazy, I was like, okay, well, people need resources for this stuff. And you know, a lot of those business owners are a little older, so they're on Facebook. So I started that group and it's been growing. And I have people message me and they're like, you know, this really helped me like get new customers. Or when I started my business, it's a it, whole networking type of thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And, you know, we moderate it like it's myself and two moderators and we make sure people aren't spamming and just like, you know, just making the group annoying. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's bad. But uh, doing that and also with the, the studio, you know, like trying to do like what I was taught, trying to give that back so that way artists here can do the same thing and, you know, we can all build up. Yeah. And the question that Mano has is what's your best piece of advice to give to an artist, musician, whether that you got or that you have best piece of advice? I, I think the best, I, I give a, it's, it's going to be a two-part answer. So <laughs> I think one of the best ones was super simple. And it was my buddy Norman. He said, don't try to reinvent the wheel. Just put some rims on it. Like, you okay. know, <laughs> like put some rims on it, man. Don't okay. try to like do all this other stuff. He's like, cause like people want something that works. And if you're way over here, they're going to be like, uh, it's going to take them a long time, you know? Just but, like the perfectionist part of it, I guess, is that yeah. I'm getting out of it. Yeah, exactly. And then the other is just get moving. Like if you're not ready, just start. Like, even if you're not ready, you don't feel ready. You're like, now this time isn't ready. Like just do it anyway. Cause um, you know, it's yeah, cause that perfect moment's never going to come. As yeah. There's never a perfect yeah. moment, man. Like, even when I thought it was like, oh, it's a perfect moment. I got a full band. Like, something's released, gonna happen. Yeah, yeah we released the CP. We did a, a we had a, a CD release party. It was amazing. We have a tour coming up, and then a drummer drops, and so just go and you know just be resilient. Like, uh, I think a journey as an artist has a lot of ups and downs, and you have to really just kind of push through it. And I think that will. You'll, you have to think long-term, you know, yeah, like exactly. think long-term. And I had the last two questions I just kind of want to ask, the first one, it just came up to me because of the whole conversation we're having is how important is staying true to your passion to you? Like, I think it's super important. I think, you know, sticking to your passion, even if, you know, like I've had, I worked the same job for, I used to work retail and like, I had, I used to work at Hot Topic. So like, I know a ton of people are Hot Topic. They're probably like, Hey, you know, <laughs> but I worked there for years and years, but I was going through school. I would have other jobs, but they worked with me so much because I would play in bands. I would like, hey, I need this day off. And like, you know, I'd work hard for them so that way I could get that weekend off. And when I moved up to like a manager, I would, I started positive design and I would still make music. Like I still, even when I wasn't actively like playing shows and stuff, I would still make music. I'd stay up and just like write songs and, you know, just, it wasn't work to you. It was just your, your yeah, love to do it. Yeah. yeah. Just, you know, do it and you'll, you'll find your path. Cause sometimes it is bumpy, man. Like I've, there are times where I was like, I don't even know if I should do music anymore. And with the dead electrics, I was really iffy about it because I had been working so much with small businesses and I hadn't released any music and I, I personally felt like I had to be like this guy, 
like the business guy, you know, and it wasn't feeling right. Like, so I was like, I'm going to like do music and we put out a music video and all this stuff. And, you know, it was like a different version of me to what clients used to see than like the button up shirt. It was like, we had contact lenses. It's a whole different you. Yeah. yeah contact lenses, a super ripped up shirt and, you know, doing like a vampire music video and stuff. And it actually, the craziest thing was when I released that music video, I got really busy with positive design. Like I got really busy and I was like, that was, that was weird. Like I didn't expect that yeah. to happen, <laughs> but even some clients, they're like, when are you guys playing a show? Like you need to tell me, like, I want to go. And it's super cool. Cause you know, they're all, they're, they're all like music fans too. Right. So, you know, it's like, it's a deeper connection as well. So just do it, you know, just always do it and don't be afraid mm -hmm. to like try it. And then just also getting out of your comfort zone, like, yeah, get out of your comfort yeah. zone. And if you fall, like, just get back up, like dust it off, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> so, so the last question I'm asking you is what do you know now? Like, what do you see within yourself now that you wish you would have known when you first got started? That's a really good question. I think, oh man, you know, you know when you told me about it, I've been kind of <laughs> sitting on it's it. It's a tough question to really answer because you're like, yeah, you think about your whole journey of like how, what you're doing to get here and all that. Yeah, I think don't doubt yourself and really trust your gut. Like, I think that's the one thing. Cause I'm, I'm super intuitive person. And I feel for like a few years, I kind of just didn't follow it or was kind of hesitant to trust my gut. Cause you know, sometimes you have your ups and downs and sometimes those downs kind of keep you down, but you still got to trust your gut and really like, just go with that feeling and don't be afraid to like fall again. Um, even if you fall like a few times in, in a row, <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. you know, just like, all right, just like, going. yeah, like my gut tells me I have to do this. Um, obviously like, you know, I, I make sure you're good on your end, like financially and stuff, you know, you got a job. Cause I, I know some people just like, I'm leaving everything and I'm going to do this. It's right. like, oh, hold it's on, like, hold on. No. Like, yeah. yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. Like, make sure you can eat, man. And like, yeah. you know, uh, just stay up a little more. <laughs> and, and I, this is something that I've always like kind of mentioned to artists, especially I'm like, don't try too hard to perfect one thing. Yeah, exactly. Just put it out there because it only takes one thing to hit and that's going to set you up. So yeah, try to put more out there than just perfecting one at a time. Exactly. Yeah. Like I, I tweeted, I, I do these, uh, this content on the studios, uh, Instagram and I'll, I'll tweet something and then I screenshot it and like clean it up. And, um, I tweeted that one song can change your career, but you need a, like a catalog to have a career, you know? Right. And sometimes people get so focused, like this song is going to be it. Like this is it. But if it doesn't, like, what are you going to do? Like, yeah. you know, that you song might money hit. on it. You did all this stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. It might be like a sleeper, you know, like in five years, someone discovers it and then they're friends and it just like blows up. So, you know, don't be a super perfectionist, like make sure it's solid, but find your end point. Like I totally agree, man. Cause yeah. And, totally agree. And the last thing is, go ahead and just give yourself a plug. Where can people find you, you know, reach you out, dead, the Dead Electrics, the studio? Yeah, so all my socials are at the Jimmy Aranda. I, I got lucky and just at the Jimmy Aranda. <laughs> um, for the studio, um, it's record at 411. So it's record AT411. And the band at the Dead Electrics, Positive Design Company. Um, ours are kind of messed up. Like, it's Positive Design Co., uh, on Instagram, Positive Design Company, on Facebook. So 
But I mean, just positive design. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Just positive design company. We show up, and the band, the Dead Electrics. You know, Dead so. Electrics. So, so what's what's next for Dead Electrics? Like, are you guys performing? You said in January, you guys are looking. To yeah, out. probably more towards the beginning of the year, because right now we just released that song, uh, New Rituals. We have a music video coming out in October, and we filmed it with David Carell, uh, with Jabel. She, I think she actually really good. Yeah, yeah. Jabel's our one of our members. Yeah. Yeah, she. Uh, I saw her her the interview, podcast, yeah. and with Chris, I think he's at idea nine on Instagram and oh man, it was such a cool music video. Yeah. Like it was so cool, like working with like-minded creatives. So that's coming out. And then we have more songs after that. Um, we have a special guest that's going to come out in October on one of those songs, but I, I'm not telling people yet. Um, so it's, we got a lot of stuff coming out yeah, right amazing. now. That music video yeah. is like, it's super cool. It, the story behind it is it, it really did like, it came to me in a dream. So, I'll, I'll just give you a quick little snippet. It's, I was walking, like I was walking to the desert, like out, like in between like Red Sands and Waco tanks, you know, there, there isn't much. And I was walking through it and I saw a body, but it was in a body bag. Like I saw a body bag and I was like, what the hell's this? And so I was, I walked to it and I unzipped it, but it ended up being myself that was in yeah. the bag. And I zipped it back up. I took it and I ended up just like, burning it wow. <laughs> I burned it. like it was a weird dream that's I have, crazy no, i have crazy, crazy dreams dream. and so for myself it was really like i think me just like okay man like any baggage you have like all that stuff just like chunk it like throw it you know <laughs> and crazy. that's how that song new rituals came about yeah. so um it's a we tried to do some stuff with the video and you guys will see it but yeah it was a crazy dream and i woke up and i was like Bro, what did I eat last yeah. night? Like, <laughs> Damn. you know, like, what did I eat? Like, yeah. what happened? You know, like, oh my God, it was crazy. crazy. Was but before crazy. we go, guys, you know, we want to make sure to do a taste test with the mango. Ah, dude, you know, I've been know drooling. Yeah, I've been drooling. Like, I love mango niadas. Like, there's a, a place that I see that's close by. And every time I can, I try to pop in and grab one. Like, I love mango niadas. These, so these are, these are the bomb, dude. Oh, yeah. You know, they say they're the number one for a reason, so. I'm going to scoot this over real quick. I don't want to get your mic dirty. This is going in, man. Oh, that's good, dude. Really good. Social Ice, right? Yeah, Social Ice. Oh, yeah. yeah, so so go make, make sure you guys go check them out. Um, oh, dude, this is so good. You love it? It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you, guys. So make sure you guys go check them out. Make sure you guys, we're going to link down the Studio 411 in our description and all this. Make sure if you guys are a musician trying to get started out and everything, make sure you guys go check them out. Um, really positive environment as well. And we'll go ahead and see you guys on the next episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. See you guys.